down the road, you'd be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did. So dream, explore, say yes to life. Be inspired to live life as an exciting adventure of discovery. You are listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, and I'm your host, Mark Sussman. Uh, this is Mark Sussnell. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspire Possibility Show. Every week I invite various individuals that I consider cutting-edge thought leaders, people who can inspire us to perhaps do things that have been on the back burner and also inspire us to, to be more open-minded and, and to consider ideas that Maybe they've wondered wondered about, but they haven't really explored very much. And and I've always have been intrigued by this idea of you have this occurrence where you're thinking about somebody and they show up, or you're you're doing something and all of a sudden you meet somebody who becomes a lifelong friend. And we've all had similar experiences, and a lot of people refer refer to these experiences as synchronicity or coincidence. And so part of the synchronicity is that I was uh, reading about a local musician and author who wrote a book called Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity, and I invited him to be on the show. His name is Sky Nelson Isaacs, and his new book, Living in Flow, looks to physics to explain synchronicity and shows how our choices may shape our world. So welcome, Sky Nelson, to the Inspire Thank you, Mark. It's good to be here. Show. And I, I appreciate am, the I, invitation. Uh, about, well, I'm glad you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yes. Um, so, so this idea of, of um, tell me how it came to be that you wrote this book. What, what well, was going I, on in your life? I had experiences early on that made me think, you know, deeper about the nature of life and existence when I was younger and um, mind-expanding experiences that there's more to life than meets the eye. And that uh-huh. was a theme for me. But at the same time, I studied, uh, for various reasons, I ended up studying physics in college and found it to be a wonderfully fun process and and field, as well as answering some of those questions, or at least exploring some of those questions, because physics studies the fundamentals of physical reality. That's what physics is essentially short for. And in studying that... Hang on a second. So, you know, that's a great definition, by the way, because I've never, you know, uh, so you're saying it's the nature of physical reality is what physics is? Yeah, and that is an interesting description in in my case, in the case of studying synchronicity, because what synchronicity brings in is this element of meaning. And it's connected to the the concept of information, which has become very well, uh, better understood in the past 50 years. And information is non-physical in some sense, although there's actually a sense in which it is physical. It bridges that gap between the non-physical and the physical. And the question arises, is 
physics a big enough word to even describe physics that includes information. It, it really is. Well, you know, we use the word physics, but it's not necessarily always about physical touching and, and sensing things. Right. So it, so it, so it gets into the, to the, the more subtle field, right, that is, that is uh, not maybe recognizable. I mean, when you say physical, do you mean you're talking about the more subtle things too or, or, or just more recognizable? Well, specifically, what I'm referring to in my book and in my research is trying to understand meaning, because a synchronicity is a meaningful coincidence. In other words, if you've had an experience like I was uh, at the hardware store trying to find a uh, solution to fix my plumbing problem in the front yard with my sprinklers, and I was trying to get a, a low-volume sprinkler head, and I'm searching there on the shelves and getting frustrated and, and stressed out. And then my daughter taps me on the shoulder. She's six, and she came with me to the store. And she says, will this work? And I look at her like with non-belief, like, there's no way what you handed me is going to work to solve my problem. She mm -hmm. just found it sitting on mm -hmm. some random shelf. And, but then I, I checked mm -hmm. myself, and I looked, and I, I opened my mind, and I looked at it, and it was a cap for a sprinkler instead of a sprinkler head. And I realized it would actually work to cap off that place and, and regain all the water pressure I needed. So out of the blue comes a solution that I wasn't expecting. And mm -hmm. how that's a synchronicity because it points to or it leads to a future experience that I want to have. I want to have the experience of solving my home construction project. I want to go mm -hmm. to bed that night with a feeling of satisfaction and not the stress of like, oh, I got to go back to the store tomorrow. And in the moment, my daughter found on the shelf this thing that was set there by somebody else at some point that came to her, and then she gave it to me. And that particular event seemed out of the blue in the moment. But it connected, yeah. it led to a branch of this tree of possibilities on which I solved my problem. So that's what I right. call a synchronicity. You know, yeah, the, the, the thing that I'm a little hung up on is when you say meaningful, how do you determine what is meaningful? I mean, I have, I've had some, you know, like, like would it then, I guess, we, you know, the distinction between coincidence, right? And, and like, I, I'll give an example that I thought was a pretty amazing experience is that I used to spend a lot of time on the island of Kauai. And so I happened to be there this particular time and, and I decide that, I'm going to go to the end of the road, and there's like a cave. And I go to this cave. Not many people know about this cave. And um, so I'm there in this cave, and, and it was one of those days where, you know, you, a lot of people didn't do anything. I'm in this cave, which takes a hike to get there, but not a lot of people go there because I've been there several times. And I see this guy there with a, with a sweatshirt. I said, Cal. And that's where I went to college. So um, me too. What I said to him, <laughs> "Yeah, there we go." Right. So <laughs> you'll love. You'll even love this story more. So <laughs> I'm, and I go, "Hey, go Bears!" That's what people say. Go Bears! And we talk about Cal, and um, he said, "Yeah, he was on the swim team, right?" And I said, oh, "You know, I have a good friend on the island, right?" Or he said he used to be at Cal. He, play, he was on the swim team when he went to Cal. And I said, you know, I have a good friend on the island. 
who used to, who who actually was a swim coach of Matt Biondi. I don't know, you know, to the listeners out there, Matt Biondi was yeah, an right. Olympic champion, and and my friend had coached him, and I and I. He goes and I and I. He goes, who your friend? Who's your friend? And I go, Dick Oliver. And this guy goes, he was my coach too, right? <laughs> so I just thought that was an amazing yeah. experience, and I've had several like that. But would you call that synchronicity? Because is it really meaningful? Well, synchronicities, in my view, lie on a spectrum. So every event in life is meaningful in some way. But whether it's meaningful okay. enough to pay attention to you or not um, is, is really up to you. And it's, it's a spectrum, meaning that there's some events in daily life which are just you, – you can just let them be what they are. You don't need to read into them. But then there's some events right. that are more meaningful. The point is that I think the physics describes our lives being woven together in a way that ultimately is meaningful. And that's what we have to look out for. Mm-hmm. So in this circumstance with your friend – uh, the, the model that I carry with me is this branching tree of possibilities. So you're standing at the base of this tree when you arrive at the island. And mm-hmm. that tree represents all the different possibilities for what you could choose to do and where you could choose to go. On one branch, you go to this mm-hmm. lake. On another branch, you go to the town and do some window shopping. Right. And as you make your choices along that tree, you're also anticipating the experiences you want to have. Now, you might not be anticipating meeting this person who knows someone you know. Right. You're just anticipating right. having a good day, meeting people and, and being connected, feeling, feeling a certain set of feelings inside, a satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. often what you're feeling into. You also might be feeling a certain sense of in, in, trying to avoid certain situations, like I hope we don't get lost or I hope we don't get a, get a car breakdown. And so you're holding on to both positive mm-hmm. and negative things that you, you want or you don't want. And that that feeling inside of you is actually populating this tree of possibilities with apples at the very top. And these mm-hmm. apples represent, metaphorically, they represent the, the situations that align with your choice. So if you go to the lake, then the apples populate any branches of that tree in which at the lake there's something of interest that resonates with your, your intention like meeting somebody that you, that you don't know but that you, you have a connection to right. or finding an incredible waterfall that's secret because you run into an, a, a local who gives you a tip. You know, these are all apples that represent qualitative experiences. They're, they're, they're different in their actual circumstances, but they all qualitatively right. represent the satisfaction of your intention. Mm-hmm. And then finally, to cap off this, this, this description, now you have an apple tree with some apples on some branches and other branches without apples and the branches that have apples are going to be heavier. So they, those branches become heavier and more likely to happen. So this whole circumstance where somebody from Cal is happened to be at the lake at that time on that day with all the different places they could have been based on circumstances that unfolded in their life, that particular outcome, that particular branch falls into place when you make the choice to walk to the lake and go to that part of the lake. So as you make your choices in life, life is actually falling into place around you to bring you the more meaningful circumstances, the ones with the heavier apples. Mm-hmm. So the meaning so, here is the so alignment way, between your uh-huh. intention and the actions that you take and the outcomes that you're, of experiences you're seeking to have. Right. So like you're saying, it's a matter of, of degree, 
Well, yes. I mean, in terms of the weight, yeah, I mean, it, which is, yeah. Just going upstairs to refill my coffee is a meaningful action in that it leads to a set of circumstances which are aligned with my action. You know, I might uh-huh. get a cup of coffee, but maybe I've had too much coffee, and what the, the meaning of me going for too much coffee is that I end up spilling the cup all over my clothes, you know, because I'm careless, essentially. Uh-huh. So, so I, I try to think in terms of words like that. Like, if I'm being... Um, not wise about my consumption of coffee, then that's that's a version of carelessness, right? And I might end up creating right. a situation for myself where that carelessness comes to fruition in my life through the spilling of the coffee, for instance. So, th- but that's not a super meaningful experience. It's just a slightly one, slightly meaningful right. one. But you would call that synchronicity? I would. I mean, not to read into it, but I do think that those right. are the small instances that are really helpful to gauge ourselves and the, I think the cosmos is responsive to us. It's reflecting us all the time. So it's right. reflecting back to us, hey, you, you went for an extra cup of coffee, you've already had three. You know that mm-hmm. that's not healthy for you. You're clearly something something's mm-hmm. going on inside you that makes you want to keep loading up on coffee. I'm gonna send you this experience which makes you take a second look inside yourself. Mm-hmm. So then, in a way, it's kind of the implication is like the universe is not random. Well, that's that's correct, and it does have randomness in it. But what we're doing when we're taking intentional actions and populating the tree with these apples is we're shifting the odds. Uh huh. We're shifting the so okay. out of the we're shifting the odds. Yeah. A likelihood, an increased likelihood of a meaningful experience. Right, and you, 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 you kind of in your subtitle talk about choices, right? In terms of the choices we make, in in terms of of create, creating this flow in our lives. You want to um, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think this is where the rubber really hits the road. Choices are where we direct our lives. It's where we direct ourselves. And I think of the, this process of, that I call meaningful history selection, in which the more meaningful branches of the tree get selected for us, or that we actually select them through the, through the intentions and the choices that we, that we make. That process is very empowering, because it's shifting the odds of which apples happen to us based on our choices. And it's I don't think it's all about just setting an intention. Well, that's, I think there's some real value to that and some importance, and I, I don't have a negative view of that. But I think I, I really focus on the importance of also taking action because I think it's the action that is reflecting. That's, the action is what we can measure, right? The decision to go to the lake for you is a, right, is a, a choice. Where it's, it was a cave. It was, it was a cave. cave. I'm sorry. I keep yeah, getting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and the I mean, decision what... to go to that cave was different from the decision to stay home and watch TV and on Hawaii. There's a real qualitative yeah. difference based on your action. That was a tough decision. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it go is. This, at some time. You know, go to this cave where, where you can swim in. Right. You can swim in the cave. I didn't actually put that in. Called the gotcha. Blue Room, okay. or you can stay home and watch TV. That was a tough one. It was a tough decision. But what's interesting <laughs> is that particular day it had been raining a lot, and I was yeah. staying home. But I I had this feeling 
that I just wanted to get out of the house. And also that particular trip, I hadn't been to the end of the road yet. And I said, you know what, I've been to the end of the road. I want to go to the Blue Room before I go back, you know, to Marin. And that's yeah. what that's kind of what motivated me to to you know drive down there. And what? How do you though? Uh, and maybe it's all the same. Like you have, uh, you know, intuition, right? You have intuition. You have coincidence and synchronicity. Uh, how do you do? You see them like uh, I see the connection between coincidence and synchronicity. Do you? I mean, do you do you find them the same? Coincidence and synchronicity. Yeah, uh, coincidence is, is, is a person's way of talking about coincide, two events that coincide. But events are always coinciding. Mm-hmm. What we're really referring to is are they meaningful or not? Is there some meaning in a coincidence? And so saying meaningful coincidence is sort of redundant in a way because I think that's what people are usually referring to. Oh, this is a coincidence. Well, they're, what they're saying is there was no way that this could have been planned, but there's something meaningful about it. Right, right. So I'm just saying, but, I mean, we're always I guess talking in a way, about meaningful when, coincidences, right? And and then and then, what about intuition? How does that fit in there? Well, and, and just to to cap off that coincidence conversation, that that yes, there's randomness, but there's also this this process, meaningful history selection, which is weighting the odds in favor of the choices and intentions that we have. So our intentions are, I think. I don't understand them fully, uh, or even mm-hmm. a whole lot, <laughs> but I certainly right. have intentions. What I find is that my intentions become really effective when I put them into action. And conversely, if I'm taking action and my intentions are against the action in some way, like I talk in the book about hidden feelings, that when we have hidden feelings like, oh, I'm going to set up this event to you know, talk to people about the work I'm doing, but I don't really believe in the work and I don't really believe that my, my, my talk will be valuable, then those hidden feelings are getting in there and, and, and affecting our actions and our choices in ways that undermine the process of building that and actually create synchronicities in the opposite direction to hinder us. So I can give an example of that. I, I'm going to this conference this weekend called the World Domination Summit, which should be very interesting. And it's a, it's a collaborative, um, kind of like Burning Man for entrepreneurs is the way I see it. <laughs> and it's wow. in Portland. what a description. <laughs> Burning Man <laughs> entrepreneurs, wow. Yeah. And it's in the city of Portland. And it's, it's cool because they set up a number of uh, official events, but then they also set up a number, a, a lot of space for people to host their own events. And they said right off the bat, if you do events, you can do more than one if you want to host more than one talk or, or training session on your topic. So I thought to myself, well, I definitely want to do an event. That's why I'm going. So I set up an event on synchronicity and flow. But I thought to myself, there's a nagging feeling like I should do two events. It's a, you know, I'll be there for the whole weekend. I should do a second event. But there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to get enough people to come out. I'm not sure there'll be enough interest. I'm not sure I can handle that. Right. And I know that one. In the end, <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> I know that, that one. one yeah. came up I think we and, all do. Yeah. And so I did. I got ahead of the ball. I, I reserved a room because that was the thing I had to do in advance. I reserved a room uh-huh. in a library and, and got a big space, and, and that ended up filling up. And then it was only after it filled up that I realized I really want to do another event. But by that time, I went to look for venues to host the event, and they were all full. 
So here's a way in which I could have, if I had the full openness, open-hearted courage to just believe in what I was doing, right. I would have known what to do and, and set up two events. But as it was, there was right. a hidden feeling of ambivalence and insecurity right. that guided my choices. And this is where the choices come in. Right. Or another possibility, I mean, I'm just thinking about a, what a real synchronicity would, would have been is you're at that event and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'd love for you to give this, this talk to, to my group, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, that would have been yeah. like ultimate synchronicity. Right? Yeah, and that's, I think, what we count Put on it out business, there. right? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 what about intuition? We have to how step to, into to, the world. Yeah. Well, so we have, we have to step kind of, into the world and do stuff and, and make choices and trust that there will be uh, a response. But if, we, if we're waiting for the response, we're waiting for the feedback, and we don't actually step forward, right. Right. then we don't ever create the circumstance right. where that response can happen. Right. Yeah, you put it out there, and, and you never know. I mean, that's my theory anyway. You know, you, if you don't put it out there, it's not going to happen. I have this metaphor of riding a bike. So when we're living synchronistically, we're riding a bike, and the pedaling of the bicycle is what the world needs us to do in order to generate opportunities. By doing uh-huh. the work in our life, pedaling that bicycle, we are creating synchronicities. And, but those synchronicities like fall off the bike behind us. We leave them behind us to, to let the world uh-huh. benefit from. Right? We don't hold on to them. So I might you know, share a song in front of a, an audience and not really know if it went over well, but have somebody be really impacted by it. And that's just something that came off the bike behind me. Right? I don't get to ever know uh-huh. the impact of that. But somebody picks it up off the road and it's a benefit to them. Right. The challenge with living synchronistically is when we turn around and start looking for the for the benefits behind us and try and make like try and say, Oh, look what I created or I gotta create more of that. And be, when you look backwards you stop pedaling the bike. But it's the pedaling of the bike that generates the whole generative process of creation, of creating right. synchronicities. So the, the practice is to keep in the flow, keep generating, keep producing. And there's a step in the process that I'll, I'll give in just a moment of releasing, you know, releasing attachment to the outcome of what we're doing, allowing it to unfold the way it does. Right. Hang on, hang on Sky. I want to uh, let re, uh, the listeners know how they can get a hold of, their, of your book and, and um, uh, you know, out there, we're listening to Sky Nelson Isaacs. He's a, a creator living in flow, and and um, we've been talking about synchronicity. And uh, so, uh, Sky, how can people get your book? And and I know you're giving a workshop. And why don't you tell us about how they can get a hold of you, and if they want to get involved in the workshop, what they need to do? You can find me at livinginflowbook.com. And my course that I'm developing is uh, a chance to find your power and use synchronicity to not only find change for yourself, but to make change in the world. By taking yourself from a place of blocked or stuck or disempowered, you can pay attention to the synchronicities that show up in your everyday life, everyday experiences that are guiding the way towards the things that you're trying to create and give you a sense of empowerment. So this course is a video-based, at-your-own-pace course that will be launched in the fall, and it's a series of modules 
going deeply into each of the sections of the book and the ideas there. Each chapter or each section has exercises associated with it, so you can integrate the things that you're getting from the book and from the, from the course. You don't have to read the book to take the course, but they do support each other. And you can find me at the website livinginflowbook.com or skynelson.com slash course. And I encourage folks to, to – you can register now in advance, and it will be launched in the fall. If you've ever wanted to experience more synchronistic gateways, I, I talk about how to notice the momentum in your life, to make choices that build the, the momentum that you want to build, and to run across those, those finish lines, creating the things that you want to create in the world, not giving up along the way. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing from you, like your real message is to people who might get discouraged is, is the bicycle, is to is to keep pedaling, stay on the bike and keep pedaling. I mean, that's what I'm yeah, kind of getting. The, there's a really important component of, of self-knowledge because we, we are always taking meaningful actions in the world. Everything we do is meaningful. Everything we do has, creates a ripple effect outward. So the question is, are we taking steps that are consistent in the same direction? Are we taking steps that are purposeful? And so I, I talk in the book and I train in the course about how to recognize the types of actions you're, you're already taking. Sometimes there are actions that are undermining your own purpose and recognizing those ones and learning why, where they're coming from for yourself, having the self-knowledge developed that allows you to step in a different way forward and create purposeful actions that generate synchronicity in the direction you want to go. Right. And what I'm, what I'm getting is, is uh, what you're advocating is, is a lot of this idea about how our thoughts create, you know, possibly our reality, certainly our experience of reality. The more we think in a certain way, we, we start to see our reality expand. I mean, is that kind of, and the same general yeah. idea is your t- yeah. So th- the work I'm doing is trying to put science, you know, Western science, underneath things like science of mind and new thought, uh, and right. and uh, the law of attraction, because I think that those things are pointing right. to real experiences. And from a sci- the scientific language, we can also, uh, I think, we can develop a, an understanding or a framework that supports that idea. So we are influencing the actual events that show up in our life, not just our interpretation of them. But situations are showing up in our life that are in response to the types of choices that we've made, the types of things we've committed to. So I've got a quote here I can read from the book on purpose. Sure. There's a difference between finding our purpose and finding a sense of purpose. The first phrase implies a very big statement about life goals, as if there's something we're supposed to be doing with our lives and we have to find the right thing. I like the second phrase better, finding a sense of purpose. I think that the universe responds to the choices we make by bringing new events into our lives that match those choices. Therefore, each of our daily actions becomes really important. Making each action purposeful is a habit we can develop. It's like tending a garden. You aren't a factory farm pumping out only one cash crop. You're a community garden, planting different seeds at different times and for different purposes. Some of your actions purposely build love within your family. Others of your actions invest in your success in your career. Still, other corners of the garden hold seeds you plant purely for the growing of your own joy and fulfillment in life. 
Finding a sense of purpose focuses more on the sense of part than on the purpose part. The purpose can be any goal or intention you take on, but your sense of purpose is unique to you. Finding a sense of purpose is about finding the essence of yourself in everything you do. I like that. Yeah, I I definitely like that because I I think the other thing with purpose is that it changes. I mean, we might at certain points in our life, we you know we have a certain purpose, but a sense of purpose is kind of like, in a way, it's it's kind of deeper. It's more like our core core values. I I I, I know it's a subtle distinction, but I. How I it's a, that's it, I that is the distinction I'm trying to make, yeah, because yeah, this, yeah. I, this is really about wholeness, getting in touch with the whole right. sense of who we are, not limiting ourselves to one purpose, but to a bigger sense of we are creators, and what are we here to create? Right. right. So we're running out of time. I like to always ask all my guests, what, what's inspiring you right now? Well, uh, I like that question. I'm inspired by developing a deeper sense of the abundance of life and that abundance also means loss because there's so much to take in that we miss. I miss some things and there's a freedom in being able to grieve through the things I miss to lose things and not be hung up by that and be able to get right back Mm -hmm. on my feet and have an open heart and dive into what is coming next. Right. To get on the bike again. Yeah, just stay on the bike. And it's just a quality yeah. of life thing that just yeah. raises the quality right. of life. Right. You could say what inspires you is, you know, when you get on the bike, you never, you know, you you're, you have an expectation that something amazing is going to happen. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't get on the bike, it's not going to, you know, like me staying home, right? When I was in Kauai, right. I would have, you know, that wouldn't happen, that experience. So, and this is where um, every day is filled well, with little opportunities. It is, it is, it is. So anyway, this has been um, totally enjoyable for me. I love this topic. That's why I wanted you on my show. And uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, you've been listening to the Inspire Possibility Show. Sky Nelson Isaacs is our guest in Living in the Flow. And, and exp- which explains the physics of, of synchronicity. So until next week, journey on. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel inspired to take the next step in your life. And if you haven't already, please take the time to visit my website at inspirepossibility.com and discover the various services and products we offer that could just very well change your life.